Hello there, welcome to the Antler Crown podcast, where we discuss brews, witchcraft, spirituality, and more. We hope through conversation we can continue to learn something new from ourselves and each other. So come on in. for joining us today we'll be talking more about navigating shifts in your practice navigating shit yes it's <laughs> everywhere it's rife with turns so many poos honestly witchcraft <laughs> is littered with shite all over the place yeah what are you drinking today uh this tea mm. in a mushroom cup i've got coffee with uh pumpkin spice oat milk in a pumpkin cup Oh, so there we have it. Mine is not mushroom tea, which it was, a tripping ball. So navigating shifts in your practice. So, so common misconceptions on what your craft should or should not look like. But first, we're going to start with our new segment. Ta-da. Ask Ellen. To be fair, that's literally what you all do anyway. Yeah, but, but now it's officially <laughs> on the podcast. So... Do you want to ask? You can. Do you want to do the vo- do you want to do voices for it? No. Okay. Fair enough. This will be similar to a newspaper advice column where you can submit your name and question. You could use an alias if you like. Yeah. Uh, the question should be a practical one or a what should I do scenario or even advice in your life or practice. So don't ask like what kind of oils I use to shine my head. Yeah. Um, a question could look like. Oil. How do I know if my ex is practicing against me? Here are the signs. Or maybe I've moved into a haunted house. Here are the experiences I've had. Or maybe even like a reoccurring dream that you keep having. Or maybe events that are now in motion because of whatever has happened. Yeah, so then we've set the bar pretty high. So do better. Do better. All right. Lovely. Nice slurp. So. Oh, yeah, for that one individual who's listening, that one listener who doesn't like slurping, (laughs) welcome back. (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) Right. I think it's Domidinus or Domidinus. 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 Asked. Should I do a voice? (laughs) I was joking. What should I do to get more grounded? I've tried every technique, but when I do spells or readings, I get sick the day after. I think it has to do with not being well-grounded. Any ideas? I think it has to do with living under the conditions of Victorian London. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All those jelly deals. (laughs) All those jelly deals. All right. Okay. Anyways, um, honestly, I could not. I could not listen to what <laughs> was read actually it being said. Okay. No. They want to have ideas why they might get sick, so they think it's because they're not grounded. Okay. Do yes. you get sick after you do spells um, or readings? Sometimes. Sometimes if I'm if I'm rushing or I'm just you know how like you're not in the mood. Some days you're like I can't. I got to do all that. I, uh, one of the things for me is grounding is 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 my. Is my weakness, okay? I often just jump straight into doing readings. I jump straight into doing things. And I don't practice. I'll be uh, first to admit, I don't practice it enough. I actually said to my patrons that that's one of the things that I need to do more um, in one of the books that we were talking about um, in our book club. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, Oftentimes, yeah, feeling sick, feeling tired, and very lethargic. um, These are things that, one, you're not grounded. um, But there are also forms of preparation, Okay, there is preparation involved before doing it as well as after doing it. Now, these are the two two main things. And oftentimes, you know, if you, in the way of your practice, you open the circle and you close the circle, right? Mm. Um, make sure that before doing any kind of work, divination, any spell work, any spirit work, anything, that you ground yourself, you protect yourself. And then 
once you've finished this work, you may notice that after spell work, you may feel great. You'll feel like, wow, I feel like I'm full of energy. I feel like, you know, I, I just feel all mystical and shit. You know, that kind of thing. You, you know, but the problem is, is then you'll go to sleep. And when you sleep, you're still switched on. Yeah. And so therefore, this kind of what happens is, is you're no longer conduiting energy as in the way of earth energies or other energies you're using life force energy right and when you start kind of dipping into your reserve of life force energy is when you can get sick and when we say you can get sick you can get very sick we're going to talk about Um, that in episode three okay well then i won't go into it too much (laughs) you'll have to stay tuned but make sure um that be methodical i have an idea okay so my idea is my idea is what if mm. after you've done spell work and you're all turned on, you mm. Mm. if you have a partner mm. yeah. switched on, but okay. You just go for it. You shoot your shot. <laughs> what literally or figuratively? What Yeah, both. Oh wait, right. <laughs> now part of me wants to say yes, because then that way Because <laughs> then the expenditure is done. No, you've... it doesn't work like that. Oh, my bad. I would love for it to work like that. That sounds like great fun. But <laughs> it doesn't, unfortunately. I could uh, be really, really naughty and just say, yes, that's exactly what we should do. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, but no, it doesn't. It doesn't work like that. Um, the reason why is because, honestly, when you have sex, you get tired <laughs> afterwards. Okay? Yeah. You expend energy. But you're also very tired. Like... Um, one of the things that they teach you, if you're going to pull an all-nighter, if you're a student specifically, or you have to work late, or you work nights, is do not orgasm. It immediately makes you difficult to pull all-nighters. You're, this is the expulsion of life force, life energy. Um, also, having an orgasm creates a lot of energy in your brain. It, it, it takes up a lot of energy. So, therefore, you're not really helping yourself. Yeah. When it comes to your life force, the only thing you can do is shut down properly, okay? So ground yourself, shield yourself, do your working, okay? And then cleanse yourself of that which you're doing. What I do... Like physically or literally? You could do both if it helps you. Uh, if you want to start with... If it's visualization is difficult for you, go and have a shower. But close your eyes and imagine that all every single droplet of water that runs down you is a different color, almost like paint. Ooh. Different colors rushing through you, like that one. Okay, go you. music video. Like you're splattering the paint. You need to stop hanging out with our elders. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. that. Um, but let it run through you until you're completely clear of all those colors, and it's just light. Basically, yeah. you've got this sense of light, the, the full spectrum light. Um, this is a good way of cleansing, and then afterwards ground yourself again. I know it seems like it would be a lot, all right, but it doesn't last that long. After a while, you learn to be able to visualize this. Do it in a literally a minute with your eyes closed. Like an elevator ride. And then, yeah, and then ground yourself um, again within a minute, and then you can do it. As I said, it's just one of those things that I'm a very impatient person. Let's get going. I'm very busy. We're both mm-hmm. very busy people, but it is a really good thing to get into. Um, awesome. So. Yeah. Well, we hope that helped your question. Yeah. Um, now we're going to discuss the actual podcast topic, shifts in your practice. Yeah. So I need the dog to lay down. He's all right. Lay Murphy, down. Murphy Drew. <laughs> Murphy Drew. Come here. Sit down. Sit. Sit. But he's just breathing a lot. I'm worried it's going on the episode. It's fine. Go lay down. Get in bed. Get in bed. Yeah, that's not good. He's like, what bed? What bed do you mean? He's fine. You're yeah. making this harder for yourself. Maybe we should shut the door. Lay down. He'll just whine at the door. Stay. So, as long as he knows that we're both behind the door. Stay here. You see, you're, he's teaching you. Now you're not teaching him. Because he thinks every time I get down, Stay. he gives me a biscuit. Blaze. Right. So, now we're going to talk more about shifts in your practice. So, we brought this one up. Because we made an Instagram post. Yeah. And the Instagram post seemed to resonate with a lot of people about shifts in your practice. Yeah. And we thought it would be a good starter topic. 
because I think when we both moved here and in the last six months, six to nine months or mm. so, yeah. we both experienced a pretty big Huge. shift in our Huge practices. Shift. Practices? Yeah. Pra- practices. Mm. Definitely. Most Different. definitely. <laughs> um, and so we're just going to talk about our experiences, but also maybe some common traits and how maybe you know you're in a shift. So what are some common traits um, of a shift in your opinion? Guilt. Mm. Guilt is a big one, mm-hmm. um, uh, and it's a it's a big one to get past mm-hmm. because you feel sometimes you feel the need to move on. You want to try something different in your practice. Uh, you want to try moving on. It, it may be anything. It may be working with different other other forms of spirit. It may be a shift in a deity that mm-hmm. you perhaps work with in some way. And but then there is this sense of guilt because you're leaving behind that which has carried you, that yeah. which you have been. And you feel like you may owe more allegiance to that because it's who you are. It's who you've become. And it's better than, especially in your craft, who where you came from. That's the point. It's self-development. Mm-hmm. It's a metamorphosis, isn't it? Yeah. Um, what do you think? I think um, feeling like you're not resonating with a particular spirit or deity anymore is mm. a, a common trait. Um, maybe the type of routine that you had gotten into to get yourself in the the mindset or to start practicing or doing certain spell work or um maybe certain tarot cards aren't feeling the same as they used to i think those are common traits of a shift definitely i i I would point out that that is another reason to keep things fresh as Mm. they say as the youth say (laughs) keep things fresh is very important but it's this is you see this in in forms of pagan practice we often um celebrate by decorating our altar spaces and celebrating momentous occasions solstice equinox and such um but why because it keeps things fresh um the same way that we have our christmases our Mm -hmm. easters and all the things like that in just mundane life that we come to celebrate many people do it it breaks up it's a marker it's a point where we can look forward to it it's a change, and and we mark that moment yeah. with that change, and with a, with a celebration of or something, and I think that's very thoroughly underrated. A lot of people nowadays they don't have time, they may not have budget. They're like, well, I don't want, I can't afford to go out and buy garlands and candles for things. Yeah. There are other ways to do things without breaking the bank or spending up too much time. You know. Um, Another practice, if you don't mind me adding another one on, Mm. uh, is uh, altar maintenance. Mm. If you have an altar, um, altar maintenance. I'm terrible for this. Um, I am. And spirits constantly be like, clean your altar. I'm like, oh, I don't want to clean my altar. And it it gets dusty. But it's important Mm. because it's, it's routine. But it's also upkeep. It's that maintenance, and it's therefore it's an act of dedication. It's an act of service, not only to other spirits, deities that you may be working with on that altar around you, but yourself and your practice. And so that's also important. Um, but it it's a manner of how you do it should be a way of making it fun, making it something that you enjoy doing for whatever reason. Now, I'm going to give you an, an example, all mm-hmm. right? Um, it's time, it's altar day, once a month, let's say. Now, I'm not saying I do this, all right, but I'm just saying once a month, it's altar day, and it's time to clean the altar, very much like if you are a plant lover and it's time to water your plants. It's a big thing. And so what you do is make it something that you're going to enjoy. Um, get family to help you. Get friends to help you. Mm-hmm. Make, pour some wine out. Do some things. Plan out what you're going to do. Go out and gather some things from outside, you know, um, to put on the altar. Get get creative with it. What what are you going to do differently? What What is it like outside? What is your life like right now that you can mimic or mirror? Yeah. Um, if you are very solitary in your practice in this way, then, you know, and depending on the person you are, you may even want to roll up a fatty and, and put on some music. Bless. And be like, right, let's go. We're going to do this and put some music on loud. And then just do it, yeah, yeah. get creative. No, I'm just saying if you're that sort of person, like there's no wrong or right way to do this thing. Rob Yes. <laughs> what? I'm just saying that 
you know, there's so many ways that people <laughs> connect and make things uh, uh, something that could become a chore, but stopping it from becoming a chore. Yeah. It's important. Um, and it's it, it falls upon you, because no one else is going to do it. It falls upon you to keep that fresh, to keep it entertaining, to keep it engaging. Uh, and I think that's a lot of one of the reasons why a lot of people come into different crafts, mm. but then the, a lot of people do leave crafts because they go, what now? Like, I've got this. What do I do? Like, yeah. there's a chalice. What do I do with the chalice? There's, there's it's a very bell. Much what a, do I do it can become bell? a collector's yeah. game. Yeah, it can. And there's nothing wrong with that because I love it. I, I, lo- <laughs> I, love a, I love a bit of all the aesthetic of things. You know, I love a cauldron. I've got a problem. But it's great. It, it's, it's yeah. you know. But how do you know you're in a shift? Uh, well, we were just discussing that. You may form, uh, first thing you do is this this sense of almost like, yeah, guilt. I need guilt. Yeah. Like, I need to, I something's not working. There's stagnation. This feeling mm-hmm. of like, ugh, you know. A bit like, you may live in the same house and you, let's just imagine you haven't bought anything new. You haven't done anything for like five years. You might decide I need to I need to paint or I need mm-hmm. a new rug or I need it's something or I need a new plant or or anything. But it's something that after a while it's it gets old. Mm-hmm. You know, that we need engagement. We mm-hmm. need something that refreshes things for us and keeps us engaged, even in our craft and in our practice. Um because you can't be expected to learn new forms of magic every month to entertain yourself. Yeah. You could be stuck for years learning the same lesson among others, but doing the same kind of thing, learning the new depths of some kind of magic that perhaps is important to you, you know. Yeah. And so learning to celebrate and and be unique and how to customise your practice and, and accept it it's changing is very hard. So how's a then how's the shift different than the need to move like between seasons you were talking about seasonally dressing the altar well, that's, or moon phases or something how is being stuck in or needing to shift your practice different than just the regular uh, changing of the seasons it's, it's not they're both the same that one one is actually there for that reason for you see when witchcraft we associate paganism with witchcraft right however the two aren't mutually exclusive. You right. can be a witch and not be pagan, and you can be a pagan and not be a witch, and many right. people are. However, the reason why the two work so well mm-hmm. is because many pagans um, from all walks of life um, use the symbology of the wheel. We have the wheel of the year, okay? And what I teach, I tell a lot of patrons as well, is that the wheel, do not just think of the wheel as a calendar, Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a useless calendar. We all know it. You can tell the time. You know how to read a clock. Then you know how the wheel works. You know, it's more than that. It teaches you that there is a time and a place for everything in your practice. In the spring, at a time of the wheel, you think of it like a farmer's almanac. Mm-hmm. Then that is a time for you to perhaps go out and learn about certain plants, mm-hmm. to gather certain things, to start looking inwardly and reflecting about what is to come okay there is fertility now that doesn't mean you're going to do walk cunning or herbology throughout the whole year because many people do they're like i'm trying Mm -hmm. to keep up in the herbology don't that time has come very much like a farmer there's a time to sow and there's a time to reap Mm -hmm. so as we move into the summer we are in the midst of the fire and its festivals and so there is passion there is change of formality life is now at its full bloom so we are experiencing, this is a time where there is biggest change. This is a time where people fall in love because everyone's out, everyone's communicating, people fall in love, people make friends, people have conflicts. Mm-hmm. There's so much of this action going on that that's a great time for us to start in our the way of our workings, changing things, really shifting our lives on how we want it to be and then obviously in the way of the autumn and the winter we go in towards the more uh, towards the aspects of death and introspection and so also near the end of the summer we have the harvest where you'll probably then be learning about how to process plants and different tinctures and things like this so don't just do it all at once throughout the year you'll you'll burn yourself out but using the wheel to to teach us when is the time to do things, different things in our practice, is very much going with the flow. We're not 
trying to force, we're not trying to resist the natural law of things. We're working with it. Mm-hmm. And that is why the wheel, can, in a pagan sense, can be very good and correspond very well with your witchcraft. Um, even if you're not pagan, you can use the, this this calendar in a sense, or this almanac, mm-hmm. to 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 really help your your practice shift and move and its dynamic throughout every year. And don't forget, after the wheel's finished, it goes again. And so that means don't try and learn all the plants around you. Learn a few that may be of use to you that year. Next year, learn those ones as well. You've got a lot of time to learn a lot of things. Yeah. Don't try and learn it all at once because I, I promise you, every single thing and its spirit has more to teach you than you realize. Yeah. So go at it slowly. There's there's no rush. I would like to note also, though, a lot of the Wheel of the Year calendars mm. are based uh, on Wicca. And they were pulled from different holidays that made... Oh. They're not ancient in any way. No, no, no. I'm not saying the the We're talking the about equinoxes and... And the markers in the year yeah. uh, that we know. The, the quarterly, you know, and, and the, Correct. The, the, the corresponding polarities as well. Um, but not the names or the, necessarily the celebrations. Literally, what I mean by the wheel of the year is, you know, spring, summer, autumn, winter. Spring, mm-hmm. summer, autumn, winter. That's what I mean. Right. Um, if you want to use those, go ahead and use the, you know, whatever. But for me, it's it, it's just simply the wheel of the year. I don't really put much emphasis on what the celebration is. Um, it's I use it in my witchcraft rather than in a pagan sense. So. Yeah. Have you had a shift recently? Yes. <laughs> what did it look like for you? Um. It was actually quite a struggle for me. Um, one of the things is obviously being in social media. Mm-hmm. Um, people people get a, a sense of you, mm-hmm. and then you get stereotyped into that sense. Now, there's nothing wrong with that because I think I've been I I, I fall into the way of a hedge witch, folk witch in this way, mm-hmm. um, especially forms of traditional Cornish practice and that, and that's all true. However, I think. What it fell into as well is a rather dark, almost sometimes I think from some people's perspective, sinister um, Mm -hmm. sense of what witchcraft is um, and associations with a lot of death. Now, I'm not bothered about death. I I rather find it quite a quite a fascinating thing. Um, But it's very much many of you will know this. If you have started, decided I want a skull or I want to collect bones or something like to use in my craft or whatever for any reason. Yeah. Or even if you just like kind of oddities and such. People will immediately be like, oh, I found I found this. And, like, you do it. You're like, there's a fox. <laughs> I found a dead fox. Do you want it? And I'm like, how bad is it? You're like, it's pretty mangled. You're like, no, I, no I'm, I'm, I'm all right, thanks. Um, but it happens more and more. And you end up eventually with lots of things. And you're like, what's in that bucket over there? Oh, that, that's a badger. I'm processing it. <laughs> like things, yeah. it, it, it just gets out of hand very quickly. And you start to fall into the stereotype, don't you? Of of like people just see that, yeah, because that's you what were they know about that you. Feeling that your practice was very heavy and based was, in darkness and maybe in darkness, not as balanced as you were, as balanced as I were. And that's not because it was, but just the. I think I, you know, if you become that almost, mm-hmm. it's very easy. Um, which is the reason for this wall as well, because um, you were saying before it's not it's not very in keeping. Mm-hmm. with me and i was like i want to splash more color um for those of you who can't see it i did a, you've probably seen it on my lives if you watch it it's a blue wall and i've done celestial stars on it basically uh in gold paint but it's i wanted just to splash more color and i think it's important because color is very important in practice and mm-hmm. it's very easy especially if you're a folk practitioner to fall into a, a very kind of muted sense of, of colour. And that also then corresponds with emotions and such things as well. Um, and having a little bit of vibrancy, I think, makes a big difference. Yeah. Now, what about yours? <laughs> um, I think I just started feeling I was in the grind of it so much. and We had a lot on, too, and you weren't mm. feeling well and um, the move and everything like that. So it's completely understandable to have a shift during that time. Yeah. But I felt very like grasping at straws, like what can my practice do for me? Mm. Then 
how can my practice like benefit everyone? Does that make sense? It felt like when I would grasp or lean towards doing any type of magic, it'd be like me, 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 me. And it didn't feel very like healing or loving or it felt desperate yes, and needy. And yeah. I didn't want to turn towards it in those times because I felt like it would not be healthy for me, whatever I got back. It's very wise. Mm. Many people don't get that bit. Yeah. So I didn't like where it was going. And so I just kind of just shut it all down. I just shut it down. I was like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> there was a point, I think I agree, there was a point there during our move because of the stress of it. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to know. I didn't want to know about magic. I didn't want to, I didn't want to study any more magic yeah. right now. I was too busy. And that's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It doesn't have to consume your life. You, you, you know, you're a person. Yeah. You're not just a witch, you're a person with a life, you know. Yeah, like psychologically, emotionally, I was already experiencing a shift. Mm. And so adding magic on top of that would just not have been a smart move. Yeah. And so I think my shift was more based in um, emotionally where I, I was, mm. you know, desperate feeling and mm, uh, just not good. Like we were having, I was having really manic dreams mm. for a while there too, and yeah. it just wasn't healthy. Mm. Um, emotionally, I think shifts can be part of, be the cause or root from some major event happening in your life, or feeling the need, or just not having the time to also practice, or you know, yeah, have any motivation. Yeah. To do that emotionally. Say emotionally. Emotionally. Emotional damage. Oh dear. Right. So that's that then. Now you know. (laughs) Next question. What are ways we can find our new path? Easy, that one. Easy. 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 It's so easy. Do drugs. Don't do drugs. Don't you drugs, okay? Drugs bad, okay? Okay, okay. Don't do drugs. Drugs bad, okay? Um, The new generation won't get that. You won't. won't. (laughs) They'll be like, what? The word we're looking for is South Park. (laughs) South Park. Um, Isn't South Park cancelled? Why? Because Many it's things are really canceled. fudged up. I don't know. It was the 90s when we were kids. Many things should have been cancelled. They weren't. We didn't know. We were kids, all right? I haven't watched South Park since I was a kid. Yeah. You keep you keeping names. I just saw a note. Roll up a fatty. <laughs> <laughs> reminder to self. Roll up a fatty. Nice. I need the A reminder. fatty bombati. There we go. Um, but anyway. I would never since it's illegal here. It, it, is it? Yeah. Is it? You wouldn't think so, would you? No, not all the time. It's it's one of those things in the UK that it's supposed to be, but no one obviously gives. No one really gives a shit. <laughs> they don't. My a good friend of mine. We every time we went for a, a pint together, we'd mm. go in the pub garden middle of the day, and he just he starts to smoke a joint. I'm like, you can't smoke. He's like, no one cares. Elwin. I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> I'm just sticking the button. Um, he's like, no one cares. Anyways. Also, he's like six foot six, so he's a, <laughs> a terrifying giant of a man. No one can say anything. Anyway, anyway, so find your new path. To find your new path. Yeah. In truth, you have to stop resisting. That's what it comes down to. It's easier than you think. It's so easy you haven't even probably tried it. The first thing you think is, oh, I need to change something. There's some, I must look for something. I must look inwardly. I must. All you have to do is be honest with yourself. Yeah. Am I happy with my practice? Am I fulfilled by my practice? If any of these say no to you, Hmm. then it's time to now adopt new things. And that can be hard. We get stubborn. We get stuck in our ways. This is what we know. Um, But this is one of the things that I tell tell my patrons in the the three pillars of truth um, or the three pillars of magic. The first being truth. Truth is not actually a real thing. Yeah. Truth doesn't exist. It only exists within the present moment. Tomorrow, in a year's time, in a hundred years' time, what we believe to be truth will not be truth. No. Truth is only relevant to you right now, personally. For this reason, don't hold on and adhere to such things. I know this is true in my path and I know this. No, you don't. You know it is true now. Accept what may be true later. And if you do this, 
you will find that the flow, the, mm. the fluidity of your craft, you'll accept because you've got you. Yeah. You've got you and you're doing and what you are you doing need. in your craft. Yeah. yeah. And you're not holding on to something like it's an anchor. Yeah. You know, because it will just, it will, well, <laughs> fun enough, it will weigh you down. Um, so, yes. That's... I think the common thing of, like, go and touch the grass, too. Just if you're starting from scratch, if you've completely shut down your practice mm. and you're coming back into it, just start. Go and go and touch the grass. Go touch some grass. Go and roll the grass. Go and smoke the grass. <laughs> Don't do what do you need to do. Don't do that. It's it's naughty. It might be. I don't know. Wherever you are. If it's illegal, then don't do that. Or you could just go for a walk in the forest. Go yeah. try and find some local animals. Ask questions. Yeah, be curious. Okay. That's not where I was going with it, but ask. I didn't mean that. Like, ask questions. One of the things like that we, we don't know, but you, you thought that I meant, like, just in a very general kind of, like, inspirational poster sense. Ask questions. Be curious. Be all that you can be. Ask not what your witchcraft can do for you, but what you can do for your witchcraft. No. Um, but. In my case, yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> yeah. um, What I meant is. Like, ask questions out loud. We ask questions within ourselves, especially when we're in a crisis or we come to a wall. And how do I get around this? Like, you, we think it. You may think it many times. It mm. may kind of plague you almost. Like, how do I get around this? What am I going to do about yeah. this? Ask out loud. Yeah. Ask out loud. Go for a walk. Ask a tree. If you see Mr. Squirrel up in the tree, ask the squirrel. How do I get around this? Observe the squirrel. See what... It's movements and how it behaves. If it's some form of Odin, uh, Odin, o omen that you could get. Two tail from. shakes for yes, one tail shake for no. Not like that. <laughs> I just meant in some form. You there's always a sense of inspiration you can draw from things around you. <laughs> if you look at things in the way of animism, yeah, you know everything has spirit. You are connected to all those things. When you ask openly a question, mm -hmm. it is a reflection upon your upon your spirit. You know, um, for instance, you may look at a cloud rolling along and you'll say, oh, that cloud looks dark and terrible. It looks like a big black dom. It's the grim the dog, I mean. Yeah. Not a big black dom. Oh. <laughs> Calm down. Um, got a little bit excited there. A little bit too excited there, dear. Um, and someone else may think, that looks like my dog. Or that looks like my dog that passed. And that's going towards the light in the sun or the sun's coming out from behind it that's a good omen you know yeah. it's all depends on your state of mind and the question that you're asking ask the question yeah hold the question within you because otherwise you're looking and you're just observing stuff yeah. but without you know it's having the courage to ask those questions of yourself do i need to change mm. am i in the right yeah you know uh am i stuck you yeah. know, and sometimes we're like, no, I'm not. Because it's worked for me in the past, it will work for me now. And that's not true. Nothing can stay this way. Nothing stays forever. <clears throat> Everything changes, including magic, in including forces, including spirit. It all changes. Change is a constant. Ch -ch -ch changes. Time to face the something. Strange. Ch -ch changes. Don't have to be a rich man. That was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> I do a very good David Barry when he sings things. Not that one, no. I can't do that one. Yeah. But just anything, anything you can sing, like picking up a pen, writing my name, <laughs> like David Bowie. See, Ooh. it's very easy. To do. It's just, it's just inflections wobbling you about. You remind me of the of the beam. You remind me of the beam. <laughs> beam with the power. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm here all night. Um, yeah, um so. I do have a quick note. Quick also, one. I saw um if you are looking to shift your practice and maybe there are things that you've bought that you no longer mm. resonate with, there are online communities where you can sell or trade, you know, different parts of your collection, let's say. Um I know in our Discord on our Patreon, we have a trading post tab. If you want to trade some of your bits or sell some of your bits, that would be a good spot. It's only trading. You can only trade. Oh, there's only trading. You can only trade on Sorry. that patron thing. And um, yeah. or if you, um, I think Wade Vetiver, their shop. Yes. Um, I forgot the name of their shop. Do you remember? No, but you're going to have to cut this bit now because it looks bad. 
No, it doesn't. Weed Vetiver, if you just – that's their name on Instagram. Their yeah. shop also will host, um, you know, meetups in Texas and oh, you can trade different things. Yeah. There, there are many places. Yeah, there are many places. Uh, because it's it's true. We, we as, as witches, we have a habit of holding on to stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff that we don't need. Um, yeah. And obviously stuff holds energy for us because we use it. Uh, we place meaning on it. And when a witch places meaning on something, it's alive. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's important sometimes that some things have to die or move mm-hmm. on in that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would just be hesitant to just drop things that you've used in workings off at your local thrift shop without thoroughly cleansing it or giving it to someone who knows to cleanse it before they use it or mm. venerate it or whatever have you. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Burn it. Burn it. <laughs> Burn it in a big fire. Yeah, that'll be really respectful. <laughs> then post them the ashes. Um, so what are, I mean, as a creator, what are problems you think that magical creators are experiencing and how could a shift affect their business or following? Because I feel like a lot of the people that resonated with that post on Instagram were also creators themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think it's difficult because that's part of their brand. And we talked about that, too. Your your brand is a big thing, especially if you are a working witch. Yeah. You have a brand, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and you want to make sure that what you do is good because news travels about what you do. It always has in witchcraft. Mm-hmm. And so... You get typecast. You get typecast of things. Now, the thing is, is that you will always, I think, in truth, you will always be what people want you to be. Do you know what I mean? People will want you to be that, yeah. for instance. Like, I, I was on a live the other day, and I thought they were taking the piss because they said, should I do lasagna or um, I think it was soup or something <laughs> like that? And half a fruit. So That's I like a yes or no question, or yeah, no, no, no. Pay for they, a one card. No, they didn't pay for it. They just said it in the thing, and I thought, you know, they're just mucking about. And then, so I just went, well, obviously lasagna. Like, who, who chooses soup over lasagna? Go with lasagna. You won't regret it. And I carried on with doing readings, and they went, thank you so much, with like the hand, and then they left, and they were genuinely serious. It doesn't matter what I say. It's not going to change your life. But I think that's what I mean by people will come to you and they will, you will be what they want you to be in that scenario. Yeah. For them, for them that was important to them. Yeah. I, I honestly thought it was a joke. But to them, it, that was important enough to ask me because they were there at the time. And so... Maybe they represented different things in their mind. Like lasagna was Michael it, and soup was Stephen. Stephen Soup. Why is lasagna Michael then? <laughs> Mazanya Michael. <laughs> you could have picked anything. Luke, Liam, Leroy, Michael. It just came to my head for Lasagna Michael. Oh. It's because it's got the A and the E thing, isn't it? I don't That's know. In your brain. Anyways. I'm putting it down. <laughs> you get too much joy out of weird things, I tell you. <laughs> Stephen Soup. I do like the name. That's a strong name. Hello, I'm Stephen Soup, and here is the news. He would shake your hand aggressively. He would shake your hand, and he'd be like, "It's like he'd smell faintly of minestrone." (laughs) I'm Stephen Soup. Yeah, yeah. Um, He'd have a toupee for sure. Oh yeah, he'd have a toupee and a grey suit. (laughs) Stephen. I'm Stephen Soup. Yeah. Michael Lazander on the hand is absolute fucking shambles he's of a gre- man. He's greasy. And- he's very greasy. He's got a problem with grease. He it's smells garlicky all the time. It's quite garlicky. He oozes. Um, he uses white sauce a lot. Oh, yes. And yeah, he just he can't get his life together at poor, all. Poor Michael. Michael Lazania, honestly. But I'm just saying it could have been. Just get your act together, Michael. Yeah, it could have been that. It could have been. It could have been. I mean, I doubt it, but it could have been. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I hope that answered your question. <laughs> we were talking about, no. yeah, how can shifts affect creators' yeah. businesses as well? Like. Um, I think they can because especially if you're looking in the way of your, you know, what your shift does is change perhaps an imagery or an avenue of your practice. Mm. You're going down. But remember this. 
you don't have to share it with everyone. There are huge parts of my practice and things like that I don't really share because I I can't. I can't share it. It's, yeah. it's not something that, you know, to me is, is shareable in that way, yeah. you know, um, because it creates a lot of problems. Uh, it's stuff that people shouldn't know just from a from a reel or from a TikTok, yeah, you shouldn't know those things. You can't you can't get to grips with what it is. There's philosophy and theory behind such things, right? And um, so, yeah, keeping the aesthetic of your witchcraft um, similar to that which you practice, I understand. But it's also an artistic thing. When you're a creator, you're also looking for the artistic thing. Mm-hmm. You're looking to encourage and inspire people by your craft. Um, so it's okay to sometimes go a little bit further than you may usually do for the for the purposes of your social media, because I don't think you're 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 not duping someone. You're just trying to inspire people, you yeah. know, and and that's the point. Um, surely that's that's why people want to watch. So don't be afraid to change things up a bit. They followed you. Um, someone told me a long time ago when it comes to creating content and stuff, people come. Um, for the good, they come for the good, but they stay for the fun. They stay for the the sense of community. that they're not alone. Community, yeah. you know, that's what they stay for. Mm. Um, and so, oftentimes, when like, same for me, if I follow someone, sometimes it's because they make me laugh. But then later on, I realise that there's oh, they've got so much more that they're doing. It's not just this. Mm. You know, they're not. You're not a one-trick pony, um, and it's very easy to fall into that category. You see people on social media who do just the one thing that they yeah. they were well known for, yeah. and they stick with it and hash it out, yeah. hash it out, and it's good and it makes people laugh. But you, there's not diversity, yeah. Uh, and I think that's important. That's important in your witchcraft. <laughs> so it's good yeah. to be inspired by others, but still maintain your own thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, what if there's lots of options you feel drawn to as you're exploring this this new you? And how do you know which option you should be exploring first? Like, I've always felt drawn to astrology. But oh. I know myself and I know I don't have the fucking patience to study it. <laughs> I have no goddamn patience. I will not sit there and read about the different star signs and how they align. I'm just not that person. Yeah. And so I, I love it and I want to learn it. But there's just no damn way I'm going to be able to do that. So I'm going to have to nix that one. I don't agree with you. Why? I don't think you're not interested. My personal? I think, think, honestly, you're not interested enough to learn it. Yeah. Because, honestly, you, you, like, you do things that I couldn't possibly, I, I, like, cutting and editing things on, on like this. Yeah. I couldn't. I have no clue. You could try and teach me. I'd still make a shambles of it. And when it comes down to it, it's because that is what is uh, born of necessity as well. Mm. And I think for you, you're not interested enough. No. No, I am interested. But not enough. But not, not, well, mm, but I like, I've paid for other classes Mm. to try and learn astrology and I'll sit through the classes, but I'll also be like, this is, this is a lot of info. Like that's a lot. Mm. You know what I mean? And I'm like, it's overwhelmingly too much as much as i would want to learn it the same thing with like i started doing dream interpretation readings Mm. and it's fun and i like it but also it's a lot of work (laughs) i love doing dream and i'm exhausted by the end of (laughs) really yeah but that's once again that's you're building a stamina to something as well Mm. you i think do you think Mm. that perhaps you just try to bite off too much because I know you, mm. and you go full on. You need to know all about it, and you need to learn it and get it down within the day. You expect yourself to be an expert almost immediately. You're like, right, let's do this, and you go full in until oh, you I'm know sure, it all. Yeah, no, I'm sure that's a part of it. But also, yeah. like, something doesn't hold my attention for long. Mm. Anyway, I'm very uh, follow the shiny ball wherever it goes. <laughs> shiny ball. That's an interesting yeah. one. Why a ball? <laughs> Oh, a shiny ball. Michael Lasagna threw it. I don't know. because no, I mean... David Bowie, isn't it? It's a shiny ball. What is this? It's a crystal. <laughs> Nothing more. Nothing less. Look, um, I'm going to throw it over there. Steve, catch it. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not that. I'm just not that type of person to like yeah. sit and study or read a book. Like I have to, it has to be an audible book unless there's lots mm. of sex in it. 
So <laughs> just throwing that out there. <laughs> what kind of astrology book is that? <laughs> That's a gyration. I don't know. Gyration. <laughs> he points to the constellation with his penis. <laughs> exactly. I need romance. Alpha Centauri. Ooh. <laughs> no, sorry. Now, I understand. I understand. Um, there are things, there are aspects of, of different practices that I, yeah. I find the same. Uh, I think that's one of the things is that we can't be good at everything either. Yeah. We can't be good at everything. You you in your practice you have a natural ability to something. Everyone does has they have a natural ability that they lean towards something. Some people try very hard not to because they don't want that. Mm. But in truth, that's where you should start because it gives you confidence. Yeah. That natural ability, using that natural ability gives you confidence to then go expand upon it and perhaps practice other forms yeah. that you're not as confident about. So that's where you start. That's where you should start, yeah. Yeah, okay. I think. Um, is it good to get readings or divinate for yourself during a shift, or is there a recommended amount we should be reading for ourselves just in general? A lot of the times, uh, the readings I do for people, I, I would say about 30% of them are for shifts. Uh, yeah. Sometimes in practices, I, I'm known for – I'm. Uh, what is it? Someone was it Jen said uh, – I'm 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 the reader that readers go to. Yeah, you're the reader that readers go to. A lot yeah. of the time, um, which is fine, um, but it's it it is interesting in that way because the the dynamics of a reader or a practitioner can be very different and much more complex than just a, a, a muggle, shall we say? Um, and so, yeah, it can be tricky reading mm -hmm. for yourself. I don't like reading for myself, partly because I see it and I'm like, I know what it means. I, I see the, the bare truth of it yeah. in the moment. Um, I don't accept it. <laughs> and so, and that's it. And then I feel bad because I know it, but now I don't accept it. I'd rather have not known. Yeah. Um, with a lot of people, they, they it's very similar, but they they say to me, they're like, I tried reading for myself and it just doesn't work. It's like, you know, it does work, but you don't want to actually, your first initial impression of what this means, you don't want. Yeah. You don't want because it's a hard truth. Um, we, you know, that's otherwise you wouldn't need to read for yourself. You just know in the first place. That's the point, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is difficult to read for yourself, um, but it is possible. Um, yeah. But that's why we're here. We read for each other. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm not one to get readings a lot. Um, I don't, I don't really get readings very much. You do on my behalf, um, <laughs> which is fine. I don't mind. <laughs> she has permission to do that because otherwise I wouldn't. Because I, I'm, I'm like that. But. Yeah, and and then I'll sit and I'll, I'll listen, and I, I'm quite happy then. Um, mm. But it's yeah, it's it is important sometimes. You do need a reading sometimes. You you, yeah. to, you know, other times you can muddle through by yourself. It's it's what you feel at the time. If you've exhausted other avenues and you're like, I'm I feel pretty stuck. You know, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Then sure, you know, a, a new set of eyes, even just the perspective of, yeah, that's great. You know, give it a go. Yeah. So not like. Every day, though. No, I mean, try not to. Mm. Um, there are people who read for themselves every day. And, hey, when you're pulling cards, if you, like, want to journal, pull a card for yourself. Just to, just to reflect upon and, and, and journal about. But don't give yourself a reading in the form of a prediction every day. Um, that was taught to me by my aunt, my aunt Sylph. She, she, uh, she told me, like, there are some people who will want to get readings every yeah. day from you she she dealt with a lot of people like this her whole life she was a reader and a clairvoyant as well and she said like i will tell them like no no you you don't need another reading there is everything you, you i've told you you know now mm -hmm. you just want a different answer you want more detail of what but it you, you there is a sense of acceptance people sometimes need that control yeah to the point i need to know every detail because they're afraid and so, therefore, if the more they know about what is to come, the more prepared they'll feel. You'll never be prepared. Yeah. You'll never be prepared. It's like having kids. You can you can get all the stuff. You can get the nursery set up. You can have a time schedule. You can be ready, and it means nothing. Mm -hmm. Curveballs all the way. Curveballs all the way, honestly. And yeah. it's, it's like those people who say, when I have kids, they're not going to watch television. And they're not <laughs> going to, and like, yeah, pfft, see how long that lasts, mate, honestly. Um yeah, it's it's you just you'll never be prepared in this way. So 
just let it happen. Yeah. Be the more fluid you are, the more prepared you can be. Yeah. But and shifts whole, are going to happen. Oh yeah, they're going to happen. They they have to happen. It's it's yeah. part of the universe's cycle. It's it's, it's a system. It yeah. needs to. Um, in every detail, physically, spiritually, mentally, every every sense of the word, shifts happen. Yeah, shit happens. Shifts, shit, shits happen. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and you're not alone. You're definitely not alone. You're definitely not alone. Like there's times where I'm like, I don't know where I'm, what I'm doing in my practice right now. I'm not, don't know where I'm supposed to be going with it. Yeah. You know, do I go backwards? That's what I often do. Uh, I'll give you the tip of that. Go backwards. Why? Because you think, oh, I've, I've, I've learned this. I've got this down. This part of my practice is down. No, it's not. It's down for the person you was, but you're different now. Yeah. That's why a shift is coming. So just go take a step back, go over old notes, go over old workings that you may have done or other ideas that you had and see how you feel about them now. That can often give you a bit of enlightenment yeah. into where you want to go next. It's very much, um, have you seen like artists where they'll make a, a TikTok or a reel mm-hmm. about how, where they were when they were like 12 years old versus 20 years old versus 30 oh, yeah. years old or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And you can see the progression. And then they go back and redo. Redo the same artwork. And, and yeah. that, I think that's also nostalgic, but that's also yeah. helpful just to see how far they've come. Yeah. it's That's really important in witchcraft because you'll be like, oh, I've done this, I've done that, I've done that. What do I do now? Yeah. And you'll be like, oh, I've mastered it. There's no mastering in witchcraft. You're yeah. a student, you'll remain a student. Yeah. What you do is you go back. You go back and you learn the hidden depths, the new lessons within the old. Yeah. Um, and you'll continue to do that. You hone your skills, you hone your practice, and it takes on its own fluidity, its own image yeah. of, of what you are becoming. Um and allow it to. Um, if you, the more you try and accept it, the more you are fluid with it, the easier it is. Um, Absolutely. Resistance comes from within almost 99% of the time. Resistance comes from within when it comes to magic. And I say, I always say, and I'll tell the patrons, magic and resistance do not mix. They don't mix. Okay? Um, that's the important rule, I find, uh, to stick by. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much. Have a beautiful day. You have one too. Bye. Bye. You can find Um, us on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook as The Antlered Crown or on YouTube as Elwyn the Witch. I offer a variety of readings, including bone, tarot, medium connection, and deity guidance, as well as spiritual consultations, which are done live and scheduled via Zoom. I'm also offering spell work and custom merchandise, all of which you can find on my website, theantlercrown.com. You can also join our community on Patreon and get access to our Discord server, group meetings, one-on-ones with Ellen, tutorials, discounts, and other goodies, depending on the tier level you choose. And always remember... Tip your witch, bitch. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.